safe and sound at home in your beds, warm. Okay, so basically, um, uh, oh, our guest is ready. But basically what it is is like if we leave our house and it's outside of the recommendations or something, we can get fined, what, a thousand dollars or something? That says you can get fined up to $1,000 in 90 days in jail. This is literally insane for leaving our house. What weird times no. we live in. Who would have thought? I literally but can't I, imagine. My answer will always be I'm going to the grocery store. Like, I'm going to the grocery store. I'm going to the grocery store. I'm going to the grocery <laughs> store. But you're just going to the park. just to. My question is can you just go to the grocery store and just walk around? Like just to get out of the house. Can I just go to the grocery store and just hang out at the grocery store? Maybe. I mean, as long, <laughs> just as long as you only have one out. loaf of bread. Jake, this is such an exciting episode. I mean, I know we're kind of in like a weird pandemic and it's like kind of getting me in like a weird excitement to be like, ooh, we get to like, I don't know, like living life on the edge always gives me such like a weird rush of adrenaline. I'm like, if I leave my house, I could get in trouble, but I really need bread. So I'm going to yes. go shove whatever yes. old lady is in the bread aisle out of the way so I could grab some bread and hoard it like in my bedroom or something like that. The hoarders? <laughs> Are living it up right now. They're, they're like, living it up, but they're also the worst. God bless them, Lord. We pray for them. I pray that they would come to uh, repentance of their sin. We're like the no. doomsday people. Like they've been preparing for this moment. Preppers. Preppers. Yeah, Preppers. That's what that is what David Cho has been calling them. Another conversation I have with David Cho. Preppers. Right? Like, those preppers are like, see, we told all of you. And they're going to take prepping to a whole other level Seriously, No, the preppers. And, like, it's kind of like the person who, um, when Jesus calls out the the rich man to come and follow him, and he says, go and sell all of your belongings, and the rich man was sad because he had many things. Um, It's... I've been kind of seeing it like that, where we just always need to pack light and be ready because anything can happen at any time. But like these preppers, they're just, um, it's like that exact opposite thing. Like they're sad because they have much. So they're yes. prepping for having little and stuff like that. It's, such a, it's interesting. Well, in such a place of fear. <clears throat> well, guys, um, I'm super excited for this specific episode. We are moving on to Conversations in Quarantine Part 2. Last week, Jake and I just were dialoguing just about what the Lord is doing in our lives and in the lives of those around us, how he's um, growing us, working in us, some struggles that we've had, some triumphs that we have had in this season. Um, but now we've got um, something new is happening this week, Jake. What's what's going on this week? We are bringing Zane Black in. The one and only, Zane if I can Black. get a clap from everyone. Yes, yes. Yes, yeah. the one and only. These sound Listen. effects are so cheesy. Yes, yes. Well, Ooh, we have Zane that Black. many people in our studio, but we are practicing social distancing. Yes, we are practicing social distancing. We are actually going to call in Zane Black, so I'm just going to give him a call right now. <clears throat> this is always the awkward part because we have to just, like, wait and hope 
and hope and pray to the Lord Jesus that my phone stays connected. It's, Here we go. It is ringing. It is ringing. We are excited. We are excited. Let's come on, do. come on, pick up. Hello? What's up, my dude? Is this Zane Black? This is. Yes, okay, <laughs> Zane. Um... My name is Sam Fisher. Pretty sure you know. We're super excited to have you here on our first episode with a guest of the Live It podcast. You were like our number one guest we picked. Like, who is the first guest we ever went on this podcast? Yeah, and it was Zane Black. (laughs) Whatever. You were like, he's the only guy we can get a hold of right now, so let's go with him. That is true. We were trying to get a hold of people just to test the system, and no one would even answer our phone calls. So yeah, I mean seriously, like we called L, we called uh, LB from the office. She didn't answer. We called um, Danny. He didn't answer. I don't know. Nobody wanted to talk to us. What's Anyways. what is new in your world, Zane Black? Yes. Well, I'm I'm sure as everybody else is aware of, like all major events have canceled. And so that has like radically impact our schedule. So we had, uh, I think it's 15, 14 or 15 events cancel, um, which is like, it's crazy when most of, you know, what I have had the opportunity to do from what the Lord's given us before us is, you know, travel speak at events. And then all of a sudden for that just to come to a screeching halt. So, uh, yeah, it's mm. um, spending time with the family and uh, playing outside, being social distancing, of course. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, just um, uh, no travel and staying home. So, so talk to us real quick about what you were doing prior to the coronavirus um, kind of impacting so many of our lives as you were out on the Winter Jam Tour. Just kind of share about that experience, yeah. what you were doing, and then obviously with it being cut short um, with the whole coronavirus situation. Yeah, yeah. So um, we were on a, uh, I think it's 44-city tour Wow. Uh, called Winter Jam, and it it's so wild. It's like um, a different city every night. So I'd usually fly in on a Wednesday night to, a, uh, um, you know, let's say Charlotte or something and then spend the night there late and then get up early the next morning and then it would be set up. And so we would set up in um, you know, usually basketball arenas, um, sometimes uh, college arenas, and then we would set up all day and then it would be, I think it was like, uh, eight different bands from you know Andy Minio, Hillsong Young Free, Passion, Crowder, uh, Austin French, um, uh, a list of artists that would perform, and then there would be a, a speaker to present the gospel. And so either me or Greg Steer or uh, Louis Giglio would present the gospel, and then we would do That's that awesome. Thursday night, tear down, go to a new city. Friday night, set up all those same bands, speaker, and then tear down, and then Saturday night, and then New City, and Saturday and Sunday, and uh, usually come home Monday night, uh, get one day with the family on Tuesday, and then flip around and head back out on Wednesday. So, wow. uh, we, yeah, so we did that for, thir- I think we made it through 30, some 31 or 32 of the cities, and then had to cancel with 13 cities left and i literally i think i was in kentucky like we had already set up and um 
like getting ready for the show mm. and got, you know, uh, it came, it came the final, you know, say from the government, um, no more gatherings. Wow. Uh, I forget what the first size was that they closed at, but, um, that included us. And so, um, we knew that night was canceled. So we loaded up the truck and we were getting ready to then just go to the uh, Friday night arena, I believe. And then, um, that was when the NBA, uh, released their postponing their, uh, uh you know, games. And that next night was at an NBA arena. And so that mm-hmm. arena contacted us and said, Hey, you know, we can't have any events. I know not the only the NBA, but also theirs. And so that, that affected that whole weekend, you know, so I grabbed the flight home from there and the weekend canceled. And then we mm-hmm. got, yeah, news that then the rest of them canceled. Mm. Well, so, okay, fun question. I need to ask this of you. What was it yeah. like hanging out with Crowder? So he is my no, favorite no. guy to follow on Instagram. <laughs> and he posts the funniest stuff on his Instagram feed. So I just want to tell me what it was like hanging with Crowder. So one of, like, the highlights for me was we got to do the uh, youth leader session. And basically, you know, early in the show, they would say, hey, all youth leaders stand up. You know, a couple hundred youth leaders stand up and they would say, go off to this side room and we got a special, you know, meet the artist, uh, information training. And so I would do the training and then kind of interview or, you know, um, set up some of the artists. And Crowder was always like either the second to last or the last artist. And, you know, most, he was the most interesting, like, you literally never knew what to expect, which was awesome because you know on a, on a 44 city event most of the guys pretty much figure girls figure out they're gonna stay they get their little their little spiel and they have you know their two points that they want to communicate to a, a youth leader be it about their release of their album or you know hey challenge your students to read the bible whatever their their, their passion that they wanted to share mm. would literally come on stage and he would look at me and he'd be like so what's going on zane i'm like uh, it, 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 it's your turn, you know? And he would literally be coming up with like what he was going to share right in that moment. Literally oh one time he came, he came rolling in on like a kid, uh, mechanical motorized airplane. Oh and I was God. like, what in the world? Uh, another time he was talking about he got prescribed some medicine because he was sick on the road and so he was trying to you know get through with these antibiotics and talking about taking yellow pills and chasing rainbows i was like i don't even know what you're talking about right now uh but literally everybody in there was about ready to pee their pants because he's he may be one of the funniest humans i've ever met that is so fun. Wait, I just love his Instagram. He'll just post the funniest stuff, yeah. and you're like, the platform, the fame has not caught up to him at all, it seems. He's just a normal, old-school dude just to hang out with. So I, I was so curious and, what your thoughts yeah. were on him. Hmm. And you know, actually, that was one of the things that I asked him. I was like, too, okay, Carter, like, why? You, well, why do you just come in and say, you know, whatever comes to your mind? Like, you, why do you have like a script like everybody else does? And, and he was like, man, I just like to keep it fresh. And I don't want this ever to be a performance. 
Yeah. And hmm. I think that's pretty cool to see from a guy who probably travels, you know, I'm sure over 200 and something days a year in different events and has been doing that for, I mean, what, 20 plus years probably. And, uh, you know, it's almost same set musically, but for him, he keeps it authentic and not just a performance. Yeah. And he, he really speaks from his heart and he never wants worship to become something that is mechanical or rigid or a, a, a rehearsed thing, hmm. but uh, authentic and from the heart. And so it was really cool to see how it, like it, it came off of funny and goofy, but it was super intentional in um, uh, really making sure that he was, he was serving out of his heart and not just out of you know the past and what he's done in the past. So it was cool, man. It was, I was really challenged cool. by him, actually. Yeah. That's really awesome. That actually is really challenging and like convicting for me, you know, because us as ministers and us as, um, you know, lovers and well, worshipers of, of the creator and somebody who is just so like genuine in everything that he does, um, as our Lord and savior, like we are called to divine creativity as well which the lord has given us and so i mean mm. i think to keep things bland would be like a disservice to our god you know and just to make things yeah, like totally. like a mundane you know going through the motions it's you know i think that's like almost insulting mm. like uh, yeah and I've, I, yeah totally I've really been challenged by that just to kind of um, keep things, keep things new, keep things fresh, learn how to be more creative and use the things that the Lord has gifted us, gifted us with. I think that's really cool. Yeah. So I got a question. Okay, for I don't want to just, hold on. I, I, I don't want to just talk about crowd. If I don't have one more thing to say, yeah. it's probably my favorite part of the entire winter jam tour. There was one night, I forget what city we're in. And you know, I mean, there's 8,000 people in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And Crowder's the last guy. It was the last song. You know, usually on a time crunch, and so you're supposed to end on time. Well, this, this, this like, 10-year-old kid slips underneath one of the ropes and is, like, walking backstage. And Crowder sees him. And in the middle of the set, if he sees security guards going over to this kid, and he goes, what are you doing, kid? The kid, like, looks up, and it's, you know, in the middle of Crowder's set. And he was like, well, you came back here. You always want to back here. Why don't you come up on stage? Security guards oh. stop and are like, wait, what's going on? And he's like, come on up here. The kid comes on stage, this little 10-year-old kid. Oh crowd gosh. grabs him fire He's like, what's your name? And literally, I mean, the crowd's like, what's happening right now? I'm standing in the crowd like, going, no way. It's supposed to be ending right now. And he's like, he's like my name's Clancy. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. He goes, he's like, well, Clancy, you know how to play an instrument? And he was like, no. And he goes, do you want to learn? <laughs> like, yeah. So basically, he has just grabbed this, like, it wasn't a tambourine. It was like this kind of handheld drum from the drummer. Comes up, and he goes, all right, Clancy, you're, you're leading us out on this next song. Oh, my and God. Crowder so cool. starts singing it. And here's this 10-year-old kid on stage in front of 8,000 people. And, and, and. Crowder grabs the microphone and puts it up to Clancy's mouth and Clancy sings the chorus of the song. And 
and I, I got to do the church service that next Sunday and I, I, I brought it up, you know, with all the artists and Crowder was just like, you know, in a room that big, like people can feel forgotten. And like, I can't notice every single person, but that night, like I got to notice Clancy and wow. he just kind of spoke like a word of like, what are we doing to use our platforms, whatever size that influence is to give others opportunity. And, uh, and I just thought, man, through so much of what we do in our ministry is like, how do we continue to do, how to continue to give people that opportunity? And that's what I've loved actually the next, um, Instagram lately of, of, uh, putting, hearing from students and, and small group leaders, you know, what God's been teaching them in this time, you know, it's not just yeah. about us as oh, youth yeah. leaders, but oh, yeah. what he's doing through the body. And I, I just, I don't know. It's so cool. So, that's... um, I, I, I feel that's still kicking around in my head. How do I use whatever gifts that God's given me to help elevate others? Yeah. Yeah. And then just have the eyes to see in the moment. Mm. You know, yeah. I think sometimes we, we plan everything out, but like, all right, who's, who's here in that moment. And I've always wrestled with just that idea when Jesus chose his disciples, like he saw them in that mm. moment and, and yeah, have those eyes to see. Well, I got a follow-up question with all of that. You know, so, you, so you're on this incredible platform, right, Zane, where you've got 8,000, 10,000 seat arenas filled. You're speaking in front. You're hanging out with the Lecrae's and the Crowders and the Andy Minios and, and everyone in between. And then all of a sudden, it's just shut off. Right? There's not even a transition period. It's just, boom, it's shut off. Coronavirus is here. Now you can't leave your home. And you're a guy that goes, 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 goes. And boom, now you're, now you're home. And, and there is nowhere to go. There is no more crowds. What has been the emotional impact on you over the last few weeks from yeah. such a ginormous platform yeah, that's good. to boom, it's just, it's done, it's gone? Hmm. How, how have you wrestled and reconciled all that with the Lord and what's God's been teaching you through that? Hey, Jake, that's a great question. And I think, you know, honestly, like, just to be vulnerable in the first three days, I felt in a way like I just downward spiraled. Mm. Like, man, I was just bombed. I mean, such a great community was being built on the road. You know, I thought about all the opportunities that were still out ahead of us. I mean, there were, you know, there were thousands of kids a night coming to know the Lord, responding to the gospel of Jesus for the first time and then for it just to stop. And, um, and, and, and I think there was just all sorts of that, you know, it's like a, like a camp experience for uh, when you go on a, a retreat, you know, you come back, you have the spiritual high and then it, it can often be the most difficult when you come back. Well, I felt like that a bit. And yeah. my wife actually one night, probably like day two of being home, she was just like, like what's going on with you? I can see there's something you're wrestling with. And it was kind of this like, man, what am I going through? And what I, what I realized is I almost just went to like apathy and, and I'm so thankful that my wife kind of called me out and what it did in me is it put the switch to say, okay, I can either just be bummed about what has happened and what, you know, what I'm missing, you know, the rest of the, the uh, tour, or I can choose to see this time even though it is, I mean, there are people who have, have lost their jobs. There, I mean, you know, for us as well, like 
I don't have any events now scheduled through the summer. Um, But there are people who have a way worse who, um, you know, I mean, family members who lost their lives. um, uh, But what I felt the word impressed on my heart is like, what are you going to do at this time? And I think we've chosen to say, how can we see it as a blessing? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, and, you know, kids are out of school and what we've decided to say is like, let's enjoy as much time together as we can. And so I just changed my schedule around and said, I'm going to get up early in the morning because I know I need to be filled by the Lord. And mm. so yep. um, sure, I don't have anything to go to, like I'm eating the clock into, but I, I, I do in a sense because 6 a.m. I want to be sitting in front of my fire with my Bible open and a coffee in hand. And so that means I got to wake up before then to be ready because I have a meeting with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and so I just and, and so I have that time and I get like an hour and a half, hour depending on what time kids get up. Um, and then I try to spend time with them. And then it's man, make my wife breakfast and coffee and and I guess to see that like yeah, right now I would still be traveling, um, mm. but. I can either be bummed about it or I can make the most of it. And so uh, it's almost like in some ways dude, I was thinking about like Paul going to prison. Mm. <laughs> yes. Almost like a forced sabbatical. Yep. And, and you could either just sit there and complain about being a James or like Paul to say, okay, what is the Lord doing in this? And how can I use it for his glory? And so I want to take it as a time just to allow that Lord to do that work in my own heart. Like, mm. Just because I had the opportunity to speak on the stage at Winter Jam doesn't mean I still don't have stuff that the Lord is working through me and working in me. And so maybe he's given this time to say, Zan, I got a lot of work that I still got to do in your heart, you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, so it's been a blessing, man, I think. Yeah, I'm bummed, but I actually what I see so much is I'm becoming almost thankful for this time in a weird way, connecting with my kids, time with the Lord, time to write and reflect and pray, um, be in Scripture. Um, and honestly, what's crazy to me is I think I, I am actually hearing a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's negativity yeah. on media and fear and all that, but when I'm scrolling socials, I see a lot of students and believers, uh, other Christians who are like, man, we're using this time. Yeah. Time to FaceTime our friends, to have, you know, uh, Google Hangout Bible studies, to make, you know, Zoom meetings with our small group. And I'm I'm actually super encouraged with mm. how much of the church has responded in this time. And I'm willing even to like argue or not argue, but just present um, the fact and the idea that I think a lot of students, maybe to a lesser degree, but a lot of students are in are or were in a similar boat as you where it's like a go, go, go. And they're building great community and they're, you know, in school and maybe they're um, doing a lot of Bible studies, leading a lot of stuff, being able to get involved, but especially with the world that we live in today and the opportunities that every, that like the world presents in today's day and age 
for it to all come to a halt is almost like mind boggling for so many students. And they kind of get in a have gotten into a little bit of a similar situation. But what I've also been seeing is that a lot of students are reacting in a similar way where they're saying, you know what, this is good. I'm going to take this time to pray, going to take this time to spend more time in the word, to be more intentional about my relationships, even when they can't be face to face. I think it's such a cool thing to see. Honestly, it's really, it's really um, been encouraging for me to see people, especially like Gen Z students, reacting in such a, a way as that. Really, that's cool. Yeah, I agree. Yeah how how are Zane? How are you doing with the right? So from a student aspect, there's not a whole lot of cares in the world. <laughs> like, if if you have a solid foundation at home, it's like I got I got food in the fridge, and I've I've my parents are here and. The, the TV and the Netflix are working and, you know, at least uh, speaking of my own kids a little bit. But as an adult, right, with a family, how are you wrestling with and dealing with the economic uncertainty? Mm. And especially in your world where, you know, a lot of, uh, of how you provide for your family is by speaking and on these different tours. Like, how have you been reconciling that with the Lord? And how have you been dealing with the own fears of uncertainty that that... I think especially being being heads of the household and being guys and dads that kind of drive in us a little bit. Just speak on that a little bit for us. Yeah, I did. Uh, well, Jake, I'm here. I, I couldn't agree more. I feel like most of the students I talk to, they're like, yeah, dude, this is great. I don't got school. <laughs> <laughs> this is like uh, a long spring break. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, I definitely have thought about it a lot as, you know, not only Winter Jam cancel, but then, you know, the rest of our spring events cancel. And um, and then thinking, wow, I mean, how long could that go out? I mean, this could, you know, how, how does that affect events in the future? And um, if I let myself run, like my mind go on that, it can go towards fear. And, and just a simple example, like, if before bed, if I'm scrolling through news, I think what ends up happening is like, I don't sleep as well. Mm. Or I go to bed thinking about, man, what am I going to do? And I, I'm one of those like, okay, I'll do whatever. Right. Mm. I call my neighbor who uh, does landscaping and I'm like, bro, uh, do you need anybody to come help down, cut down trees? You know, mm. like I'm ready to work, you know, uh, I still got my CDL from when I used to drive semi trucks for Budweiser, you know, and I'm talking with one of my buddies on the phone. I'm like, dude, I'll go back if I need to. He's like, bro, I don't know if it's the time to like go drive semi trucks right now for Budweiser. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. But what I've found like, like just a real practical, tangible way that I've, I've, I've wrestled with it is just to say, Hey, before I go to bed at night, Rather than scrolling through news stories, I uh, have this like this book that goes through characteristics of God, and it's just verses, whether it be um, you know about God's power or about God's faithfulness. And then there's a list of verses, and it kind of guides you through this time of prayer based on these characteristics of God. Yeah, and so. 
I've found that like I start my day with prayer and just reading through the scripture. And then I end my day with like meditating on these truths of scripture and how God has revealed through the text. And, and what it's helped me to do is one is acknowledge the reality. Like, mm. yeah, I still don't have events. Mm-hmm. And there are believers around the world who have suffered through poverty. And, and, and let's be honest, I mean, that could happen. I think for the first time in our nation, we realized, oh, we aren't, we aren't uh, uh, immune to suffering. That, that yeah, could happen. And, 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 and you know what? But God is still the same. Yeah. And I think it's also given us an awareness of there are people, other believers, Christians who love God, the same God, a good God are suffering around the world and and that could happen to us but what's so rad is to think about as i'm meditating on these truths it's not that god will keep us and our family they'll just make it personal out of suffering or out of hardship but that he will use the suffering and the hardship Mm -hmm. to make us more like his son jesus and to reveal Jesus to the world. That's good. And and it's strangely comforting to go, whoa, like, yeah, it might get more difficult for us, specifically yeah. as a family because of, you know, the way we've been living. And God can use that for good. Yes. That's that he would use that to make me more like him and that he would use it to like reveal himself to myself, to our family and to our community. And there it's like, not, you know, it's not that you didn't go, Oh, so bring on the suffering, but it's like, okay, <laughs> Lord, if we do face that, I know that you're still good through it. Yes. That's good. Yeah. That's a sermon right there, honestly. <laughs> when it is, it's such a it's such a new place for the first world context. And I think that's what's shaking everybody's yeah, vulnerability is. is really this is a virus that's hit you know, there's components of a third world context, but it's hit the first world. And you think you're immune mm-hmm. from this and all of a sudden you're <clears> like, I'm as vulnerable as anybody else. And and you know, my mm-hmm. prayer has just been that as Christ followers, we can use this as an opportunity to bear witness. And that it will drive people to the cross, like, okay, all the idols in my life are gone. Even mm. me, like, I've just been mm. wrestling with basketball, right? Like, there's nothing to watch on TV. I can only watch so much news and so much Shark Tank, right? Like, Shark Tank. <laughs> I, 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 I have Sorry. almost all the Shark Tank episodes memorized. And, um, you know, like, I can tell who's going to get a deal and who's not going to get a deal. But... So I don't know where 35 minutes has gone, so we don't want to keep our listeners too long. But I got, to, I got kind of two more questions to kind of wrap this right. up. Right. Yeah, I think we've got time for a couple more. How, how is the Lord leading you with you, just your love and life brand and everything you're doing there? I, 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 do you see this as a, as a season for um, kind of a regeneration of creativity as the Lord has you in silence and alone and kind of, you know, just in this quarantine phase, like how are you looking at your brand and the things that the Lord has had you build over the last couple of years? Well, how, for, how are you looking at it in this particular season? Just a quick thing for, before you answer that Zane, um, for those of you who are listeners who don't know, Zane Black, um, is the, the head, I wouldn't say that you, the head, 
founder. You create a founder, founder. That's that's good. The founder of a yeah, yeah, a um, company and brand called Love and Life. Um, you can find it at Love and Life on Instagram, Facebook. I'm pretty sure, and Twitter. Um, and then and then at their on online at weareloveandlife.com or dot org. Dot com, yeah. Dot com. Okay, we are loveandlife.com. And um, so, so just in case those of you guys who don't know, that is Zane Black's brand. So Nice, nice, dude. Thanks, thanks, Sam, for the plug. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. <laughs> so what's kind of cool is, you know, one of, I mean, we made all these clothes for while we're traveling, apparel that we sell and helps to fuel our mission. And Jake, instantly one of my things was like, oh, let's start running promotions to like help sell our apparel to continue to raise funds for the organization because we're not selling that event. But you know what? It's, I just felt in this time, man, I don't know if that's the foot that I feel the Lord calling us to put forward is like, while people are going through a difficult time to say, Hey, come buy our stuff. Hmm. And so I felt like we've actually kind of put some of the apparel side of what we've done on a little bit of a pause. And, um, I mean, people can still buy stuff and we still send it out and we're making shipments and stuff, but it hasn't been our focus at this time. And it really has been Jake, just what you said is to say, you know what? I'm going to use this to allow the Lord to, to lead and guide us. And is there any places that we've got off track? Are there any things that I've been focusing on that maybe I shouldn't? Or are there new things that the Lord wants to do? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we have a, a, a video series that we, cre- that we created, a seven-part video series, short videos, like, you know, three to five minute long, that we released the Winter Jam for youth groups or small groups or, like, parents and their kids to go through. And so one of the things that's been fun is to say, wow, we created this thing that can literally be watched from home. What if we help get that out there? And so just making it totally free, you know, it's on YouTube accessible to anybody. We don't collect email or market it. It's just, it's just out there and maybe even create some more resources around it. Discussion guides to mm-hmm. say, how do we, you know, as a ministry uh, continue to be encouraging to uh, the body of Christ in this time. And uh, so stuff like that. And it's just been super fun. And, um, you know, I, I really do think the biggest thing is like me just putting myself before the Lord and be like, okay, God, <laughs> you know, do that work in me, which only you can do. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I think it's a unique, such a unique time for us to have that space um, because I'm not traveling and creating sermons. I'm not out, you know, uh, we have a, most people call it a merch table. We call it the church table, right? <laughs> uh, we're not doing that yeah, out man. of hand. We're I, I, I'm I'm home, and so we'll allow God to continue to form me. Um, well, praise God for then that. I might be that person that He desires to use. Well, yeah. What I what I love about your brand too, right? Is it's a it's a reminder of truth. And and I was, I was just thinking about the whole we are loving life. Like we love life because we love Christ. And whether we have plenty or we have little, whether we're in a season of unknown and uncertainties or we're in a season where everything is known, 
We love life because we love Christ. And and just, it's been a reminder. I, like, I love your clothes. Like, we wear it all the time as a family. But it's it's also a reminder. It's like, it's like a piece of worship. When you mm. throw in that worship song, yeah. like, I always say listening to Bethel's Raise a Hallelujah and just reminding me of those truths today. But it's kind of the mm. same thing with your with your brand as I, as I think about it. Well, as we wrap up, Zane, what would you share with students in this time, in this season, if there yeah. was kind of one piece of advice, if you can think of one piece of advice, that you would give to students as they look out just over these next two weeks, as we head into the Easter season, as we um, meditate on the resurrection and what that means in a season where there is so much uncertainty, what would what would you have to share with them? Yeah, I would say, man, this is an awesome time to just place yourself before the Lord. We have the space in our schedules right now to carve out time for, you know, what's been called as like spiritual disciplines for mm. time of prayer, for time in the word, time journaling, reflecting, memorizing scripture, you know, fasting. Um, and that can be yes, from food or it can look like fasting in all sorts of different areas from Netflix, from whatever. Um, there's these practices that the church has been doing for, you know, hundreds of years and to use this time to really to die to our desires, mm. our typical pursuits and allow God to form himself in us. I, I was just reading this this morning and it, I mean, it sounds a little intense. You know, he's talking about in the, the notion of like um, removing from yourself desires. He's talking about fasting, which he says that sometimes it's like it's dying to ourselves right? You're choosing to um, abstain from a hunger or a desire or a um, uh, a hobby or entertainment or whatever it is. Uh, You're dying to that desire. And he says, keep, daily keep death before your eyes. Mm. And uh, he says, you're not ready to live until you're willing to die. Ooh, that's, that's good. good. That's really good. That's so good. And, I, and I just been kind of marinating on that today. And he just talked about you know, casting and solitude and meditation. These are places in our heart that, that we are, you know, sort of dying to self. I'm choosing to die to my desire just to scroll Instagram or watch Netflix or just go out and do what I want to do in this time. And I'm, and, and according to him, you know, we're not really prepared to live until we're willing to really, you know, die in that sense. And mm. um, I think this, this is by just basic of what's happening with uh, the coronavirus, is, it gives that opportunity for us. So, yeah. That's really good. I love that, Zane. Hey, well, thank you so much for just your stories and your wisdom and your insight. We truly appreciate it. That's why we uh, asked you to uh, call in and be on this podcast. So we really appreciate you, Zane, and just the way that you pour into our uh, generation of students um, and and us as a body of um, Christ followers and adults, too. Like, Pour it into me today, Seriously, Zane, so yeah. I'm ready those to are, go. That's ready some to fire. The world. Yeah. Thank you so much, Zane. I love you guys so much, man. Thanks so much for this opportunity. Yeah, everybody, a round of applause for Zane. I used this already, but um, a round of applause, please. Yes, amen. Okay, all right, I'm done with that. All right, thanks, Zane. See you later, bro.
All right. Well, um, before we just kind of finish up, I just want to repeat that. What you, that know. last line? I, I'm going to text Zane. Should we put his phone number and text him for the quote? Not. <laughs> we're not really willing to live unless we're willing to die. That was the part I got. We're not gonna... ready to live unless we're willing to die. That's so cool. Amen. And I think that honestly, like we can kind of leave it at that. So, um, yeah. Until next time. Until next time, guys. Hopefully that won't be too long from now, maybe two weeks. I'm not really sure, but Enjoy we love you guys. Quarantine. We miss love you. Ya. We'll see you soon.